welcome back to episode 174, I think, of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I am joined this week by the sexiest man in all of Somerset, Miles Thompson. Oh, wow. I think that's probably the best title I've ever had, ever. <laughs> yeah, Thank I'm in a so. giving mood today. How I'm in a giving mood. Yeah, I'm all right, man. That's How are you? very kind. Good, thank you. Good. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday for yesterday. I hope you had a decent day. Did you do anything fun? Oh, thank you very much. Um, I I, I spent the day with my partner and um, spent the evening with my uh, my dad. He took me out for a, for a meal, so that was nice. Oh, very nice. Did you go anywhere particularly nice? We went to the Skylark. Oh, very nice. We went amazing. there the other day. It's all right, yeah. you know. It's all it's, right. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What did you have? I had the ultimate... Oh, chicken, chicken burger, burger but you get yeah. a gravy that's what I had as well <laughs> yeah. oh nice we're <laughs> all the same people did you put the gravy in the hash brown on your burger you know I did you know fuck I did. yeah oh, fuck legendary. yeah talk dirty to me <laughs> oh it was so good and I had a I had a couple of Peronis with it it was just perfect so, that's um, that's a perfect evening yeah it was great and I came home and played FIFA because I'm that oh, bitch very nice and uh, yeah all is well thank you for asking you're most welcome sir Oh, and you've yeah, you may have heard her voice, but she's back. It's Kat. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much. How are you doing? Yeah, I feel like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I think I have I think I have COVID, although the tests are failing me to tell me this. I have something. I don't know what I have. It feels like a fat riot tube sat on my chest. Ooh. Um yeah, that's the only way I can describe it. I've napped. I've, you know, I'm hot flushing. Um, it sounds like I'm going for menopause. I'm not. That's just I promise. Mild. That's just yeah. Mild. yeah, obviously. Yeah. I live with him, so it's hard not to hot flush everywhere, you know? Indeed. Um, yeah, so other than that, and maybe my voice sounds a bit, like, wiry, so I apologise for that. But I always sound like I've got cold anyway, so, I mean, it's no difference, is it? Um, yeah, I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready to rumble. Let's go. Well, let's I'll need a big nap thing. after this, but like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and rounding off the pod, he's fresh from EGX, now fully recovered, I believe. John Davies. Hi. Hey, man, this is your like sixth pod in a row. Yeah, I'm going to have to miss the next one. I'm going to tell you ahead of time because I can't make this a routine. Just can't do it. You can't be a regular wanna... on our podcast. <laughs> What's going on? Here? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, Happy to be here again, and um, yeah, my my nights are, are reasonably free these days. So let's let's talk about games and stuff. Let's talk about games and stuff. That is exactly what we are here to do. So we shall start with our game of the week, and I'm starting with Mr. Miles Thompson. Your game of the week, sir. Uh, this is a bit of an interesting one. I've played loads in the last month, but I can't really remember a lot of what I've played. Um, however, I have recently played The Fridge Is Red, which. It's a game of the week, but it's not a recommended game of the week because unfortunately it's not very good. Um, so it's meant to be like this like uh like psychological horror type game where it's kind of retro PS2, PS1 type graphics, um, which is actually really cool. The art style of it is very like Happy's Humble Burger Farm, if anyone played that. Um, and it's got a really cool, kind of creepy atmosphere to it at first. And then you kind of get used to that and you're like, okay, what else does the game actually do? And it doesn't really do anything. It's like if you played What Remains of Edith Finch or if you played like Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. 10 out of 10 experience, What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah, that's solid 8 out of 10 game, yeah. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Um, It's like if you had one of those games, but no story that was of any interest to keep you actually wanting to play it. Um, 
it's not scary. I think this was the most disappointing part is that the trailer makes it look like it's going to be quite a scary game and it's not. After the first five minutes of playing, you'll realise there is nothing that is actually scary in this game. Um, and it kind of doesn't even do like the PT side of horror where even if it's not being directly horror, there's no psychological side to it that puts you on edge either. Um, and then the rest of the game is just you walking around and pressing the left button on whatever object you have to interact with to progress. And then there's sections where you're supposed to do like a particular thing, like as a light puzzle, but the game doesn't tell you anything. There's no visual indicator. There's no hint of any kind of what you're meant to be doing. So you just aimlessly wander around. And Kat will attest to this. I was in this hospital section for fucking 20 minutes, not knowing what the hell I was supposed to do because all of the doors intertwine on themselves. But the game doesn't actually give you any indicator as to how you're supposed to solve this puzzle. It's just complete trial and error. And then eventually I managed to get through it. And at that point I clocked out of this game and it sucked. Um, there is a full write-up on the site if you want to know more about it. It does have a couple of things that are decent. It's just a real shame that there's not an actual game to play. You just walk around and do nothing. And that's probably the most disappointing part of this game. So yeah, it came out of it feeling a bit like the, which is a shame. It's got a hell of a title, isn't it? It's, it's not one that pulls you in. Honestly, I think the title is really creative and cool. And unfortunately, I think that's where okay. all of their creativity went. <laughs> we got we a great title. We it's just uh, haven't, uh, haven't thought of a game to put on it. It's yeah. like a student when they're at uni and they come up with this really cool title for like their dissertation or an essay or something like, fuck yeah, I've nailed this. And then they don't bother writing anything else for the entire rest of the essay. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, that is this game distilled. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kaj, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is called Let's Build a Zoo. Um, yay! It's such a good game. I was I, I wanted to get this review out on Thursday, and then I felt really well. And each time I've done it, I've done like 15 minutes of the review, and I've had to take like a four-hour nap. So it will be there. It will be out. I'm trying to get it done now. I'm like 600 words in or so. Um, and you'll be able to read it. But my review is, I guess, an extension of Sean's review. So if you want to know about the game, go read Sean's review because he absolutely smashes every element of the game in its entirety and really describes it well um it's essentially kind of like a like a theme building simulator kind of you're you're in charge of building a zoo from the ground up and if you remember like really 1990s theme park where it's just like the little archway and then a bunch of land that's all you're given and it's your job to put whatever you want wherever you want and it's your job to get the animals and and feed the animals and care for the animals make sure you know customers are happy um except it has a really dark twist to it and you can either choose to be like this wonderful giving caring charitable zookeeper or you can be evil and you can make bacon factories and glue factories and leather belt factories and you can like cull your animals <laughs> to make all these things um and it's incredible it's just such a fun twist on a simulation game um i i've had a lot of fun i've been playing the console version it, the controls are, are kind of well i mean it's, what's really difficult about any kind of building simulator game which i think you know two point has really smashed um is that the 
the controls don't always translate so like having a mouse is you know incomparable to having a controller in your hand when it comes to those building type games where you need to be precise about what you're clicking on and how you're building stuff and where you're putting it and it doesn't quite translate with, with a handheld controller I think Let's Build a Zoo have done that really really well um but there are a couple of niggles where you're like oh stop pressing that button like you have to press three buttons in order to pause it whereas it could have just been you know a different mapped button but you know it is those little things that you know I think are always going to be a problem with with those kind of games but there's also a DLC where you can make a dinosaur park and it's incredible again same premise you can be a very good reputable dinosaur park owner or you can build uh, little houses out of dinosaur carcasses for children to play in it's really up to you really how how evil you want to go um and it's it's just a lot of fun and I'm having a lot of fun I'm like 20 hours in um my review will be up COVID pending very very soon but in the meantime you don't really need my review because my review is not going to talk about the game loads go to Sean's review check it out it's on console it's on PC it's a great game it's a great game Kat, have you got to the CRISPR yet? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's another thing, yeah, absolutely. So you can blend <laughs> two animals together and basically you can make, like, duck snakes and you can make, um, like, uh, just, like, uh, like oh, what they call, like, meerkat, meerkat lions and you can make... <laughs> and then basically, as well, if you choose to do that, you can have, like, a whole pen of, like, more fucked up animals. Um, and then, or you can be evil and you can paint dogs to look like lions and charge people for it. Um, yeah, it is so much fun. And you can, like, sell eggs on the side. You can siphon um, electricity. There's loads of stuff you can do. You can, or you can just be, you know, a happy little farmer who puts all of their zoo back into their zoo and helps all the people. And, you know, you're really eco-friendly with buses and trees. Or you can just not give a shit. And you know, let children play in your dead dinosaur bodies. Is it depending on what mood you're in as to which no, you go? No, so you can't be good and evil at the same time. You kind of have to choose a direction. You okay. could swap directions halfway through because they will give you choices. And as you become more, as your reputation becomes even more evil or good, more things can unlock that you can use. And with certain buildings, you'll need certain like reputable evil points or reputable good points to be able to unlock it. So to like unlock the glue factory, you would need like 50 evil points, but you might only have 30. So you need to do more evil things to do it and you can like uh, there'll be like animal traders um where you can like sell off your <laughs> um you can sell off your animals or you can get them to kill them some of the animals are really fucking annoying like they've really taken the um phrase like fuck like rabbits to the extent because i have to keep selling because i tried to i was obviously good and i made the good zoo first my dinosaur is like my dinosaur zoo is the bad zoo but the rabbits won't stop having babies and what's even worse is that you can give your baby you can give your rabbits contraception and it's like do you want to abort all of the baby rabbits that are already pregnant jesus Christ. <laughs> like well yeah kind of actually because you know i haven't got any fucking room and it's all it's just very it's just it's just a lot and then obviously the more your zoo grows the more space they'll need they need stuff to do so they need like balls to play with and they need like ropes to play with and they need like all that jazz it's a lot of management but it's so much fun if you love management games because it's just got that really dark twist on it 
yeah, that, that rabbit problem. That was my main Oh, my problem. God. Oh, my, the rabbit problem. And do you know what? I was very accommodating at first, Sean. I was like, oh, I just bought a bigger pen. And then I'd, like, blink, and there'd be fucking hundreds of rabbits again. And yeah. I'm like, do you know what? And I wish, I was reading a review earlier, um, and I was like, shit, should have gone with the evil zoo, because you were able to turn your rabbits robotic, weren't you? Yes, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, should have made, made my fucking robot rabbits. And instead, I'm just having to donate them yeah <laughs> every so often like the, uh, every notification that i had during the games so like you get notifications to say if animals are like i'm going to water or fulfillment or yeah. food or they were all rabbits buffs yeah buff <laughs> rabbit and i played to the developers because they've named every single fucking animal and they yeah. were like, Squiggles has given birth. Lolly has given birth. Fuck off. Stop banging. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great game, though. Having a lot of fun with it. Think I'll try and plat it. But my review will be out in a couple of days for the console version and the DLC pack. So watch out for that. Amazing. I am downloading it right now. <laughs> downloading it right now. Oh, my God. Um, awesome. Um, Sean, your game of the week. My game of the week is something called Unknown Number. Uh, it's a PC game that came mm, out. I know of this. You do? Yes. Well, uh, it came out on PC a couple of weeks ago. Um, but it's a game that you play almost entirely through sound. So the premise is you have your mobile phone and you are just, you know, you're given a screen with just your mobile phone on it and, and an unknown number calls. You answer it, and the people on the, the line presume that they know who you are, and you you hear that they are in like a firefight. Uh, you know they they're on they're saying like, oh, I need your help, quick, get me get the code, give me the code, go to this website and and type in this code. And the idea is, you then go to you open up a web browser on your inside the game and go to the website and get the code. It turns out that these people don't know you at all. They thought that they were calling their man in the chair for their mission. And actually, their man in the chair isn't there, and they've called you instead. So <laughs> you, you have to act as a, um, a support for an action-style adventure that's happening elsewhere on an oil rig. And there is lots of, like, they, they will get to a, a door and they'll say to you, okay, well, we need to get, you need to go to this website, type in this code, and then solve the puzzle, and that's what you need to do. But it, it's, it's a game that also adapts, like, knows your voice and can read the voices, so... It will ask you sometimes, um, like at one point it says, what's the passcode? And you have to say the word and it will recognize if you said the word or not, which is, it's just great. It just genuinely is like a very cool little detective game. I You have to have a pad and paper with you because they will say long numbers and <laughs> and you have to kind of remember them or write them down. Um, some of them are like 15, 16 digits long because they have some paper. Um, but some of the puzzles in this game are genuinely brilliant. Like when you figure it out, you get like, "Oh my god, this that that's that's incredible! What well well put together." Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hopefully going to have a review out for it by the end of this week. Um, so keep a thing look look on fingerguns.net or yeah, yeah. What's yeah, your that's game our of the website? Week? <laughs> um, my game of the week is a game that I was at work. It was. It was late. I was off duty, but um, my job involved me staying over. And um, I was browsing Game Pass on my phone on the old cloud, and um, I wanted something a little bit brainless. And I I had heard good things about this game, so I was like, "All right, I'll jump in." 
And I have been having the best time, Sean Davies, with Paw Patrol Grand Prix. Yes, mate. I've got it too. It's not bad, is it? It's all right as far as kart races go. It's it's yeah, it's fine. It is fine, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah. I'm having a good time with it. It's um, it's it, it controls nicely. It looks really nice. It um, it feels very, it very feels very much like the kind of the old school Mario Karts. Very typical things. Um, I like the uh, the power ups that each individual car has. Um, I mean, me and Chase are just tearing it around. It's it's quite beautiful. It's not too easy either. Either I'm not finding it easy anyway. But um, I'm not didn't begin winning every single race anyway. Put it that way. Uh, but it was yeah. It's 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 light and fluffy and breezy, and I found myself playing it again today when I had a couple hours to spare. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. Highly recommended. I can. I can I'm, I'm currently in the planning stages of writing a review for it, and oh, cool. well, the reason I thought was like obviously you know playing it with the kids. Um, it, it's so difficult to review a game for like a racing game for kids. Because this one is most definitely kind of a my first kart racing game style one. Because I don't know if you've you've, you've used this still, but there's like a, an auto drive function. Yes, I haven't used it, but yeah. So you know, for, for younger gamers, you can open up the pause menu, and if you press triangle, that the car will drive for you. All you have to do really is is to accelerate and to use the weaponry, which is like X square and circle. So, and and the fact that they've used the face buttons rather than the triggers, knowing that kids can have trouble holding onto the triggers as well playing the face buttons mm, that's cool that's a very very cool idea well done yeah. Ally games well done bravo yeah yeah having a good time it's um yeah it's, it's something i needed after i did for 85 hours this week so yeah Paw patrol was Paw patrol was there for me when i needed them thank the lord for Paw patrol um right then let's get into is there a quiz this week there is a quiz this week is there a quiz there is a quiz this week. Oh my goodness me, let's do this. There is a quiz this week, yeah. I um, uh, <laughs> I wrote it earlier, so apologies if any of the questions are wrong, because I'm sick. No, I'm kidding, they aren't wrong. <laughs> um, yes, that is. We <laughs> the will... best illnesses in video games. <laughs> yeah. Bloaty head is what? <laughs> that would be a great shout for a theme, though. I might write that down. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, that is a quiz this week. Uh, 10 questions. There's no theme. It's just kind of random, randomo questions. Um, and yeah, there's not very many of us. So hopefully, like, I've got no Greg, so who knows who's going to be the winner? You know, because <laughs> we would all would know who was going to be the winner if Greg is exactly. <laughs> without fail. Exactly, um, and no Tom as well because he's a very fast finger. Um, so has anyone's <laughs> game today. <laughs> the phrasing on that phrasing, <laughs> phrasing. Okay, cool. Are we all emoji ready? Apologies to uh, K Tom's partner if you're listening to this. <laughs> Oh my god, I made a word. Okay. Um, okay. Are we all emoji ready? Yes. Fabulous. For anyone listening, if you've never heard of this, this is Fast and Sinker Fast. What will happen is I will read out the question. These guys will do an emoji on the screen so it's fair. Whoever pops up first is essentially who's going to answer the question first. If they get it wrong, they're frozen out, it goes to somebody else. If they get it right, then uh, they get a little point a little pointy point and then at the end of the quiz we decide who's the winner from the amount of points that you have 
Yay! Um, <laughs> okay, is everybody ready? Oh, so ready. So ready. I was not ready. I haven't written any of your names down for your quiz. Okay, question one. Published by Square Enix, which 2018 RPG game features eight playable protagonists? Oh, Miles. Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Damn. So in the name, that one. It yeah. was. It was it all was. in the name. It was <laughs> all in the name. Um, okay. Um, which games have studs as its currency? Sure. Oh shit! Lego games. The Lego games. Um, Everything is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question three: Which video game primarily takes place on the land of Pandora? Oh. Ross. Borderlands. Yeah. I feel like that was stolen from Sean just because that had to be Sean <laughs> to answer it. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was genuinely going to say Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Um, question whatever next question is Um, have you already lost count (laughs) yeah this is the thing is like that's like how sweaty sick i am i'm like what am i reading um the city of yarnum is in what game miles bloodborne nerd 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 um in tony hawk's pro skater which word do you have to collect the letters of sean Gate. What did you say? Skate. Oh, skate. I thought you said gate. I was like, oh. <laughs> gate. <laughs> so I know good. gate as well. <laughs> um, how many Fallout games have there been in total? Oh. Sean. Uh, do you, well, five. Fallout games? Yeah. That is not right, I'm afraid. One, two, three, four, and 76. Are you forgetting New Vegas? Oh shit. <laughs> Miles. Oh shit, what did Sean just say? <laughs> Six? Um yes, you are correct. <laughs> I totally like oh, Thank you. Hang, on, hang on, hang on. Uh oh. Hang on. Uh oh. Oh, oh, I it's think I know seven. He's getting at. Yeah, I think I know what he's getting at. There is a game called Fallout Shelter. Uh, Thank you, you very what? much. Do you know what? That's oh, not what I there's, there's more than seven because I've just remembered one as well. There is more than seven, <laughs> but I would have accepted six because there were two answers. So there exactly. is actually, if someone gets the other answer, I'll give so them. We're all going to get a point. You're all going to get half a point. How many Fallout games have there been? How many Fallout games have there been, Ross? Um, I have seven, so I have a point for that. Okay. Do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give you all half a point because I've obviously fucked up this question. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually nine, apparently. So, but then I would have accepted six because there's full, there's six full Fallout games. I don't know. I wouldn't count 76 as a full Fallout game given out launch. <laughs> right. Well, guess what? You're not the fucking Quizmaster. So, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, which device in MGS allows Solid Snake to communicate with others? Miles. The codec. Yes. Okay. Well, I was going to say mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ross, just whips out his mobile halfway through a mission. You know I mean, what? you're waiting, huh? Um, where does Elden Ring take place? Miles. Shit. Um, that's not the place. That's not where it is. No. Uh, 
God, the lands between. Yes, well done. That's incorrect. It's actually Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like Stoke. <laughs> Smells like Stoke. Melania, Queen of Stoke. <laughs> where's, that, where's that giant tree in Stoke? Uh, it's been chopped down, obviously. this That was way, way, way back. Ah, uh, okay. Now it's a bus station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question nine. Which came first, the Xbox or the PlayStation 2? Sean. PlayStation 2. Well done, yeah. And question 10. Eddie Riggs is the protagonist of the 2009 game Brutal Legend, but which actor and musician voices him? Oh, damn it. Hector Mane. Jab Black. Yes. <laughs> well, he said Hector Mane then. I was like, oh, fuck, sir. <laughs> it was you doing a Jack Black impression. Well done, guys. Well done, Fabs. Um, okay, so the winner is... Oh. Miles. Oh my god, did I actually win? Miles, you did. Miles, you got four and a half. Sean, you got three and a half. Miles, you got two and a half. Well done, guys. Ooh, I'll take it. That was a close fourth race, that one. That was a close fourth race, yeah. Yeah, impressive getting the fact that Miles sits next to you while you write the quizzes. He actually doesn't. He mm. actually doesn't. Mm. And actually, this is the first time he's won probably all year, not to like, not to bash <laughs> Yeah, him. to be fair, I think I've won one other one this <laughs> year. <to> ba- <laughs> so if I was cheating that way, I'm doing a shit job of it. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote this before I napped. That's why I didn't know the numbers. Because <laughs> I was like <laughs> sleepy. <laughs> okay. You get numbers when you're sleepy. I've, I've worked out there are 11 Fallout games. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <Geezer. laughs> uh, well, you all got half a point. So there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all <laughs> fucking sucked at that, didn't we? <laughs> <sighs> Anywho, thank you for joining my COVID quiz. <laughs> Maybe I'm What are all those Fallout games? Because I can I can only okay. count seven on my hand. There's Fallout Tactics as well. Fallout Online, Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, Fallout Brotherhood of Steel, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Shelter, Fallout 4, Fallout 4 VR, Fallout 36. Well, there we are. Jesus. Yeah. I'm Fallout 4 and Fallout 4 VR the same game. I mean, you can call them the same game if you want, but they're not. I mean, if you went into a shop and picked up one box, you would get one or the other. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I'm finally hitting effort. Finally hitting effort. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, thank you very much indeed for your quiz. No worries. We actually, we, we pile drive through the quiz these days, don't we? We do, we do. I don't know why we do that. Is that because I read my quick? What's going on? Do you want me to be slower? Shall I be like, how many... Fallout games were there. <laughs> <laughs> Should I be doing that? Um, maybe not. <laughs> the city of Yarnum is in what game? <laughs> there were I made it weird, didn't I? <laughs> there, there, there were days way about when when Sean would write like 30 question quizzes. Oh, sorry. Okay, wait, fine. Oh, <laughs> no, no, don't do that again. Don't do that oh again. <laughs> I actually do remember listening to the pod a really long time ago, and I think I remember it being like two and a half hours, and forty-five minutes of it was the quiz. Mm. Yeah, that, after time that was because Ross and Greg would start singing Limp Biscuit halfway through the quiz. <laughs> For ten minutes, it'd just be them. Just it's one of those days. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your Somerset accent? I was trying. Sorry. Okay, no, okay. Um, is that what you want? Do you, do you want more questions from me? Because this is getting hard, Ross. Let's <laughs> get well, no, no, you don't, to, you don't have to do anything. It's just I just I just noticed it. it was like that was less than that was less than ten minutes. Oh well, yeah. I'm thinking I'm trying to find out reasonably how I would do like a picture quiz without it being really faffy. 
Yeah. This uh, is can't really join in, though, can they? No, you're right. Yeah, I'm mm. wondering. Maybe I can do like a free facts about this character. I don't know. I don't know. I'll think of something. Anywho. It's okay. The quiz is awesome. Have a great time. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything anyway. Indeed, is awesome. Um, apart from Google Stadia, apparently. Um, let's get into the news and the biggest news this week. We all saw it coming, but it's finally happened. Google have officially shut down Stadia next year. Google have officially shut down Stadia next year. No, that's not right. Google will officially shut down Stadia next year. Um, we're going to read from VDC, Mr. Andy Robinson, as always. In a statement, in a statement published on Thursday, Stadia's general manager Phil Harrison admitted that the service hasn't gained the traction with users that it expected since launching nearly three years ago. Google will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia Store, Harrison said. Players will continue to have access to their games library and play through January 18th, 2023. Uh, I'll read quickly from a statement. For many years, Google has invested across multiple aspects of the gaming industry. We help developers build and distribute gaming apps on Google Play and Google Play Games. Gaming creators are reaching audiences around the world on YouTube through videos, live streaming, and shorts. And our cloud streaming technology delivers immersive gameplay on a massive scale. A few years ago, we also launched Stadia. It hasn't gained traction with users that we expected, so we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. Now, none of this is all that surprising. But what is surprising is that as that news came out, um, developers that were working on games for Stadia revealed that they had absolutely no idea that this was happening. Um, following on from that story, um, yes, they basically said, uh, well, there was Mike Rose, No More Robots, who said that they were working on a game for Stadia that, well, is now never coming out. Um, Play On, the guys who were distributing Hot Wheels Unleashed on Stadia, launched Stadia the same day Google said they were shutting it down, and they had absolutely no idea that it was happening. Um, you can't go onto the Google Store anymore and buy games on Stadia. The shop is completely closed, so even if you have something coming out in that time, it's not going to reach anyone because you can't buy games for it anymore. This has been quite the week um, for Phil Harrison, once again, failing upwards as he is one to do. Um, Sean Davies, what do you make of all of this? Is it, did Stadia last longer than you thought? Did it, is it about the right time or what do you think? We all caught this very early on with Google have a tendency that if, they, if things aren't, you know, revolutionising the world, they dropped them. I think it was Paul that said this back in the day that he didn't think it would last very long, which is weird because Paul became, like, of our team, the biggest adopter of, of Stadia. So mm-hmm. that's a typical Paul thing to do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's a shock, um, but I do think that um, Stadia, if they ever wanted to succeed, they probably needed to align themselves more alongside Epic's um, strategy with what they've done with the Epic Game Store, because it's 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 hard to break into a, a market which is already either tapped out or is you know a, a blossoming thing. And this was always a hard sell because gamers they like their immediacy and um, like their control immediacy, um, and. You know, Xbox had already kind of cordoned off their version, their, their corner of it. Sony have already cordoned off theirs. Nintendo, I mean, the Switch kind of does it, but you know, isn't you know, it does it does game streaming, but it wasn't going to be you know a, a massive adoption for it. So they they were kind of stuck, you know, with with every other device. 
and it was it was always going to struggle unless they came up with a payment model which was was great and really appealing and they did exclusive things and i think we were all kind of dumbstruck when this first got announced it was like and these are the games and it was like a couple of cool indie games but that was about it and then ever since then we've had a couple of timed exclusives but nothing really worth writing home about so when 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 most gamers have got you know a better version of the the, the product that they're selling for less price it's it's a real struggle um i feel really sorry for the developers and i hope that google are and i haven't heard anything from anyone on whether Google are paying the, the contracts that they already have. So obviously Google have signed a lot of contracts with developers already and that they have plans up until you know like next year. So um I just hope that Google are you know doing what they did with their customers and are, are honoring the contracts that they have. If not, that's really shitty. And I hope that some of these developers that were were developing games for Google or for Stadia can get paid for their work whatever they can get paid yeah. otherwise you know that's it i mean streaming is always going to be a struggle for until we have internet that's this that's worldwide and it's good um and right now i think it's a, it was a bit too ahead of its time because the tech is amazing but it didn't come with a business model to match it so unfortunately yeah. that's the way we're at that was the uh the downfall of stadia was google essentially they created something really special but they didn't really know how to market it. And yeah. that's full Harrison all over, I think. Yeah, it, it, I think we all said this when it first came out. Who were they trying to sell this to? Because yeah. it was like, we've. I mean, they were targeting like core gamers. And I get why you would do that, because they were going to be big spenders. But actually, we've all got stuff already that could do everything that they could do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> unless somebody was like really into Google for whatever reason, they weren't just going to go jump over Stadia over, you know, an Xbox or a PlayStation or a Switch. So it's, it's just a really weird, really weird thing they did. Yeah, very much so. And it's strange, isn't it? We were saying like a couple of years ago, like as soon as Game Pass is on um, the cloud, you know, it's yeah. going to be over. And yeah. now we all have Game Pass on our phones and Stadia's, Stadia's gone. And, you know, I can pull out Game Pass and play Hitman 3. Whereas if I want to do that on Stadia, I've got to pay seventy quid. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> I, and I think the, the the fact that the library of games on Game Pass and on the streaming um, is just one part of it. I think it's the fact that you can use Game Pass on your phone to do the thing that you want, which is like a quick five minutes on the buzz. Or do I really want this game? I'll try it here, and then if I want it, I'll download it on my Xbox and play it properly. Do you know what I mean? Because that's possible. Where that wasn't yeah. possible with Stadia, and if you wanted to play a game, you had to be connected to the internet, which is that's a real struggle in, in these days. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you look at sometimes these servers go down, and you've got like the entire of Twitter going, Sony, Microsoft, sort your fucking servers out or whatever it is. So, you know, to have offline play available, it just is 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 a big thing for people, and yeah. Stadia could never do that, which is a shame. It is a shame, but uh, there we are. Um, well, so see the um, the way that Google are handling this. They've shut down the entire store. And developers can't get their games on. They can't get the games off there. People are losing um, save progress. 
um, because eventually the, the servers are going to shut down completely. Um, this isn't a, it's not a great look for Google right now. No, they're pricks. <laughs> and I guess a bit of it facetious there. Like, it, it is a bad look. And you kind of think that if Google consider this like their first foray properly, I guess, into the market, if they ever intend to come back, they're really setting themselves a really bad precedent and reputation for what people are going to come to expect. And fair enough, I think we need to give a little bit of credit for the fact that they're refunding everything. They're getting, you know, people's money back for, you know, what they paid into. And they didn't, I don't think they had to do that per se. So, you know, I guess from that standpoint, at least they've done the right thing there. But losing save progress, not being able to transfer stuff. I think there is some work being done to try to salvage some of that kind of thing. But it's just bad all around. Like we all called it, like Sean said, like this was not unexpected in the slightest. The writing's been on the wall for a while. And Google just screwed it from the very beginning with its pricing model. You know, it was not appealing to anyone in the slightest except for people who had more money than sense and didn't own any other console somehow. Um, there are so many better viable alternatives to play games on and signing up for a subscription to then rebuy games that were years old at full price when you can get them elsewhere for, you know, 10 to 20 quid on a service that's probably superior. Um, it's It just made no sense whatsoever. Um, but it's in line with Google's how they do things. You know, they give something a go, they ruin it with an awful strategy towards it, and then they just dump it as soon as, you know, it doesn't come to plan. Um, I think the lack of games really did hinder it. There was nothing on Stadia that ever particularly made me think, oh, maybe I'd get a Stadia for that. You know, with as much as I've always been a, a Sony player, there's always been things on Xbox that have, have always tempted me or made me want to flip over to the other side. And now that I've got PC Game Pass, that's exactly what I'm doing. But like you said, Game Pass is just such a superior option. The streaming services, you know, Sony's doing it with the PlayStation subscription model as well. There's just other options in Stadia. As much as its tech was absolutely incredible, screwed itself out of any success. And it is a shame for the developers that they're being screwed over by a company that just couldn't sort its shit out to release this product properly. Um, and it is sad because the technology is fantastic. And I'm sure the developers have actually done a lot of really good work to bring some cool games onto that platform and to have it stream really effectively. Um and that's all just gone completely down the shitter because Google didn't bother to tell anyone that this is what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's it's a shame. And hopefully they'll sort some of those things out where people can transfer their saves over or, you know, recover some of their stuff um, from the games that they've already put time and effort into um, so that they can transfer, it, I don't know, onto another console or something like that. That'd be nice. Um, unlikely, I guess, but we can hope. But mm. the whole situation just sucks and Google should have handled it better from the start. Well, I think Ubisoft and Bungie because Bungie Destiny 2 is where Stadia thrives yeah people it was the love, big one you know it's like Destiny 2 wanted to go on Stadia for some reason is where uh, people love it um, yeah it's, it's got more players on there than it has on Steam that's crazy yeah, yeah that's really surprising yeah it's free though you know you don't have to pay for it or download it so you know you just download, you just jump into Stadia and just play it ah uh, that makes sense you know, yeah that's one of those things but yeah you've Bungie and I have all come out and said that they're going to look for ways um, for everyone to keep their saves um, and move them onto a different platform. That's good. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Fingers crossed they can do that for you know as many games as they possibly can, so people don't lose too much from it. But I don't think people will be too fussed because I don't think there's very many people who are too invested in the platform up to this point. So, but yeah, it's still a like, shame. We can give credit to Google for refunding everyone, but man, it's going to be a it's a drop in the ocean to Google to do that. I think. Yeah, it means nothing. Like the amount they've invested is pissants to them. <laughs> 
(laughs) which is crazy really because they've invested millions into this project and they don't even care that's the thing they had like jay raymond set up a studio for stadia and a year in they went you know what nah we're not doing that we'll call it a day (laughs) i was like what and you know the writing was on the wall even then they were like they must have known that something was going wrong and they didn't change anything you know yeah the, the business model stayed exactly the same well, that was it. And even in the statement, they've come out and said, oh, it didn't gain traction with gamers. I'm like, that's kind of missing the point. It's not that people didn't want the product. It's that you priced them out of wanting it. Like, yeah. I don't, it's always that typical thing. And I know that they're not going to put out a statement and be like, sorry, we really fucked the pricing model. So lol on us for being stupid. But like, even just an acknowledgement to say, actually, we got the subscription model wrong and we appreciate that maybe we took like the wrong decisions and how we set this product out to people. Even that would be like, fair enough. At least you're acknowledging it. But the fact that they're like, oh, no, people just didn't really want it or it didn't gain the traction that we wanted it to. I feel like, well, you probably should have released it properly in a way that is attractive to people to want to join your service. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I remember, like, Sean's absolutely right. They were appealing to hardcore gamers. I was watching the Stadia reveal on my PS5. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> or PS4, maybe, at the time. But, um, yeah, it was like, I've already got a console that can do that. Yeah, and I've already promise. got all the games that you got. I mean, there's one exclusive on Stadia. There's there's a couple, but one that really stands out. It's called Guilt, G Y L T, and it's a really fun little adventure kind of like kids horror game. And it was really fun. It was really clever, really tactical, stealthy, and stuff. That hasn't been ported to any other system, and now that's going to die on Stadia. <laughs> Just disappears into the ether now. I really hope that it gets a chance to appear on other systems because it's really good, and. Oh, I don't know. This whole thing is just a just a cluster fuck. Add it to the list of Google dead projects. I remember Jason Schreier interviewing them like, Google have a tendency of just fucking your projects that don't work. Are you going to do that with Stadia? No! no of course not. <laughs> this is the future. You're not going to want us to do that. So there we go. Um, Kat, were you ever tempted by Stadia? Was anything about Stadia? Was it interesting to you in any way? No, I'm afraid not. But I did see, I did, at first I didn't really understand it. I was like, what the fuck is it? Is it just like ways that you can get onto it? But then obviously, like, as years go by, you you understand it. And it's just, I think it's not anything like Sean was saying. It's not anything that's really struck me because I already have everything that does the thing. So I don't need to play the thing on the other thing because I have the original thing. (laughs) Um. So, so yeah, so it's not something that ever really uh, kind of, I guess, tickled my fancy, but it is a shame for those people that do play Stadia. I think there's lots to be said, like, like Miles was saying, there's lots to be said for the people that, you know, for the fact that they are refunding every, everything and everyone, and, and hopefully they are looking to find ways that, you know, people aren't going to lose everything forever because, you know, you invest a lot of hours in those big games, you know, it's not like it's, it's a, platform where it's just tiny games on there you know there's hundreds of hours of games on there and it just would it's got to be pretty shitty to you know I don't know be what like 150 hours into cyberpunk and then (laughs) and then think shit that's all gone it's done this is the end um I'm thinking I've got to start that that would be really I mean I'd be absolutely glad to lose you know not that it would ever happen but to lose 
well, it might be one day, I don't know, I can't tell the future, but to lose, I don't know, my, my trophy list or my progress on, on games, it, it really sucks. And people do get hacked and that happens and it's a real shame. Um, I think it's quite telling for the future of platforms like Stadia, uh, Netflix Gaming, for example, that those kind of things where stuff is being expanded onto other stuff. And yeah, it just it's like you said, it's a drop in the water and it's a real shame for those people, but it also tells the tell that that kind of business model is maybe not one that's needed or if it's needed it needs to be you know something different needs to happen oh, i don't know well you know they were charging 70 pound for offline games that you could only play online and that was yeah. that's a bad start for anyone i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's like true. someone should have gone guys just, oh, guys it's a bad idea Guys, it's, it's a bad idea. It's a no, it's a no from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, like you said, like Sean was saying, it's really strange, isn't it? Because you know, lots of people knew that maybe this was this was a, a demise in a couple of years' time. And poor Paul, he's like Stadia's biggest fucking fan. <laughs> he's like the one person yeah. I know that played Stadia. Um bless, bless his cottons. So yeah, it is it's a real shame. I think it's a bigger shame for the studios who didn't know. Um yeah, you know, like and weren't able to pull their scheduled advertisements or their marketing in time and then they get egg on their face for something they didn't know about but you know that's a real shame because all these people have you know made an effort to to make these games to support at stadia and and uh it's all for nothing yeah i mean that hot was unleashed tweet Oh, that was a big yikes. That was a big yikes. And then they didn't, they follow up with like a, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Like the the following day, they were like, all right then. Yeah. Because that's not happening. (laughs) That was awkward turtle. Hot was on on the Stadia store for, I think, I think seven or eight minutes before Google went, uh, (laughs) yeah, this is over. (laughs) Let's check the sales stats. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Whoops! <laughs> That's not gone as well as we thought it was. It's <laughs> a big whoops. I thought everyone liked this game. What's going on, guys? Oh dear. See, I liked Dania. I thought it was fine. Um, I have. Um, I'm currently signed up to uh, Ubisoft Plus. I've been checking it out um, after the free trial that they offered uh, after Ubisoft Forward. And it's sweet and it's fun to play on Stadia. I was lying in bed the other day playing Immortals: Phoenix Rising, and I was like, "This is cool." This is cool, you know. It is like I said, the tech was freaking awesome. I was I was playing full 1080p on Immortals Phoenix Rising on like a 25 megabyte internet connection, you know, and it just it was just streamlined, it was just perfect. And you know, when I when I bring it home and I play it on my TV on my on my internet back at the flat, which is wild, it's like just I, I can play Destiny 2 for free in like 4K. I could do that on all my other systems, but the fact that I could do it on my stadium was like for some reason a a weird kind of novelty to me, and I just wish they fucking got it right from the start because you know there was there was potentially something there. Um, the addition of Ubisoft Plus, I think, really helped it um, along the way last year. Um, I think Cyberpunk may have actually helped it while they hindered it. I think it was the only system that Cyberpunk helped in that yeah, launch period for sure because it played stuff. really really well on it as well. Yeah, it was the best place to play it without without any doubt, and. You know, people forget that the Stadia servers are these absolutely monstrous PCs that can run Cyberpunk fairly easily when every other system on Earth couldn't do it properly. 
And I'll never forget those days um, chatting with everyone at the launch of Cyberpunk in the Slack, going, yeah, it's all buggered. Yeah, but I just got to that point and now I'm crashed. Oh, I got to that point and now I'm crashed. Can't save it. All my saves gone. And there's Paul like, oh, that was fucking sweet for me. And he's just playing it so, so smoothly. And it was just like, man, Stadia's got to be the way to go. He bought a Stadia and I think he got, I think he bought Cyberpunk and got Stadia with it. I think they were kind of pushing it as a, as a combined thing before launch. And that was a really good way to go. Stadia really saved that game, I think, from absolute destruction. And I think they have to be commended for that. But yeah, ergo, that's what's happened. Um, well, goodbye, Stadia. Thank you for, uh, thank you for something. Who knows? Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. What what would have what would have saved Stadia? What would have saved Stadia? It's a really good question. Not charging seventy pound for offline games that you have to play online. Okay, yeah. you know, let, let's, Hitman let's just... Three, right? Is is Hitman a great example of that? It's like that's a game that they charged sixty nine ninety nine for way before the next gen consoles were charging seventy pounds, and they were charging that for a game that you don't need to play online, but you have to play it online if you want to play it on Stadia. And yeah. it was like sixty pounds for every Assassin's Creed and sixty five pounds for, you know, Ubisoft really got behind Stadia. <laughs> they they threw fucking everything on there, and you know. They, they they never had FIFA. They never had Fortnite. You know that probably was an indication that it wasn't ever going to go anywhere. Um, but it's I don't know. It's a big question, isn't it? I think not having Phil Harrison probably would have saved them. To be honest, um, all that man ever does is fail. Um, so you know he was the architect behind the six hundred pound PS3 launch. Um, he launched Xbox three hundred and sixty. I think HD DVD. I don't know. Something he has something to do with Xbox that absolutely tanks. But he just keeps getting hired to launch these new systems. And it's like, guys, he's not very good at it. And you've got to stop listening to this man. Um, the whole it's... industry is waiting with bated breath to see where he turns up next. <laughs> Which company is going to fail next? <laughs> it's like, just stop hiring him. If he's connected to anything, if you are, then just run. Because, you know, you've got a family to, to feed. And that's, that's really more important than whatever Phil Harrison can spin to say to Jason Schreier. So there we are. Goodbye, Stadia. Stadia shuts down in January of next year, and it'll be gone forever like it was never here. Oh, boy. Plenty of time for Paul to 100% cyberpunk, I suppose. Good luck, Paul. We'll be rooting for you, mate. Um, next up, not again, not a, a another not that jolly story, but it's been a quiet week. Um, it's been quiet week in the old games industry. Um, Disco Elysium developer ZA slash um slash um is that right, Sean? ZA slash um. Sorry, got to unmute. I think it's Zom. Zom. Okay. Okay, let's go with that then. Um, have involuntarily removed several key developers from the studio as it works on its sequel. Zom, an independent game developer based across several studios in the UK and Europe, dropped the industry with Disco Elysium was released in 2019. Everyone thought it was brilliant. Um, yet, as anticipation of Disco Elysium's in-development sequel continues to grow, it may be made under the guidance of different leadership than the original game. Details regarding this newly reported changes at Zom <clears throat> comes from Martin Luniga, who explains that their title is the Secretary of the Zom Cultural Association. This cultural association is distinct from Zom, the company, and can be described as a collective of artists from which the idea behind Disco Elysium was born. 
Luiga announces that the Zom Cultural Association, for fuck's sake, this is hard to say, has been dissolved, saying that it no longer represents the ethos it was founded on. As part of the statement, Luiga shared further bad news with Disco Elysium fans. In clarifying the distinction between Zom Cultural Association and the Zom Company, Luiga explained that other members of the Cultural Association were no longer a part of the company. Specifically, he says the names of Robert Kurvitz, Hadden Heinsphere, and Alexander Rostov who were no longer part of ZAM and that their leaving was involuntary, lead writer, lead designer, narrative writer, and head artist were the three respective roles. Okay, I'm not reading any more of that. But, um, Jesus, silly fucking Christ, this this does not sound good. Um, Miles, what do you make of this kind of wild story that's kind of appeared out of nowhere? That was an intense reading. I feel for you having to try and read that. Thanks, God, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have been able to cope with that. yeah, it's not a good sign. Uh, I haven't played Disco Elysium myself, but I know Josh is a massive fan of it. He absolutely adores this game, and he told me all about it at the time. He's told me about it since. And it sounds like it's a very... Like, it's a real big passion project, and it was clearly built by people with a very specific vision of what this game is meant to be. And you kind of wonder how... if the I think you mentioned in the article, it says there's a sequel in the works what that sequel is going to look like if at all without three of the key people involved in its production um of whether you can still recapture that first game's lightning in a bottle a second time without them and it's interesting that they're quite open about the fact there's like an involuntary departure it sounds like either they've done said acted in a certain way which is probably bad (laughs) isn't that Um, a firing yeah it must be like effectively they're trying to really nicely word the fact that they've been booted out of this company because of either something they've said or done or how they've acted it's a very like activision blizzard kind of way of announcing that people have done shit things and they're getting them out the door it sounds like um, when chris martin and gwyneth paltrow had a conscious uncoupling oh can we just not <laughs> can we not a conscious uncoupling jesus christ um yeah it, it really doesn't bode well and I don't know. Obviously, like I said, I haven't played Disco Elysium, so I've not got that personal attachment to it that I know, for example, Josh has. I know Toby's played it as well. I think Greg tried it, maybe. Um, But it's whenever you see stories like this, to lose three of your head people in such a fashion all at once, it it really doesn't bode well. And I worry about the future of what its sequel will look like without them involved. But albeit maybe it was a necessary decision and it was a right decision, it was just a very difficult one for the game itself. But yeah, it's hard to know without the detail of why they've been booted, but clearly they've uh, had enough of them. I need a five-year-old's reinterpretation of that story, to be honest, to read. <laughs> Can you just, like, dumb it down for me, please? There's yeah, too please many dumb it down. Kat, <laughs> um, could you dumb it down for me? Because I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> I, um, I guess maybe probably not. Um it is very much like you said, it is an unconscious uncoupling, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's involuntary removes. That makes it sound like they were like, no, don't go, 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 no, don't go. Like, it's it's a very strange, um, yeah, whatever they mean by that. I did see from the Twitter today, um, one of the one of the people i can't remember which one um i think it's um alexander rostov has confirmed that he is no longer part of it but it, he then signs it off from all of them um so that's a bit yikes the whole thing is a bit yikes and yeah you're right it does have like a little bit of a flair of 
Activision. Um, like Miles was saying, Josh actually tells us every time this fucking game is on deal, and he's like, why have you not bought this yet? And then every time we buy a new game, he's like, cool, so why didn't you buy Disco Elysium? He is really into this game, so I actually think he's <laughs> going to be pretty gutted to, to hear about this. And they are still looking to make the sequel. You know, the sequel's in development at the moment. Um, they have said that there'd probably be a bit of a delay, um, but I don't know if it's going to be the same. When you've got those three leads, those three heads, so that kind of hive mind leaving the you know original kind of meeting room as such that's that's gonna be a huge chunk of the game that's gonna Mm. lose a lot of art or a lot of direction or a lot of um the flair that that people love the old game for um i it's really my kind of game i really do need to get into it um so yeah this this is a this is something that probably they're not allowed to say anything about right now but maybe we'll know a little bit more later um (laughs) It's just that word, isn't it? Involuntary. We They're left leaving. involuntarily. It's like, yeah. yeah. It was sacked, so weren't you? Let's be honest. Robert Kovitz, Highland Hensper, and Alexander Rostov were no longer part of Zoom, and that their leaving was involuntary. Mm. Like, ugh, that's big old yikes. Um, so, yeah, they were sacked for something. Well, I guess one day maybe we'll, we'll find out more. Maybe there was a big disagreement. Maybe there was dodgy dealings. Who knows? Mm. Maybe they suggested to put Disco Elysium on Stadia. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they didn't take off the scheduled tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, your social media team, sort it out for <laughs> sake. Um, Sean, I know you're a massive fan of this game. Um, I know it was your your EGX darling for a couple of years. Um, does this give you pause to get excited for a sequel? Um, yes, and I can I can fill in some gaps here for everyone. Oh, please do. So, um, the involuntary departure of said people wasn't um, because of any um, bad actions. So, when when they this team were originally making uh, Disco Elysium, obviously, if you've played it, you'll know it's kind of a, a very lefty game, very anti-capitalism, um, and... The, the makers have kind of lived and breathed the way that that, that is. And to, to help make that game, they had two financiers come into the company and basically pay for some of the development. And they retained the rights on studio in order to make that happen. Now, the way that Zom is, is set up is that you have the cultural team, which was what these people were part of, and then you have the development studio, which is kind of all over the place, but kind of one and the same. And what happened was around about a year ago, you may have heard the story about Zartum selling the rights to Disco Elysium to Amazon. This was done behind the development team's back. Um, and the development team obviously are anti-Amazon <laughs> because they are quite, you know, they are anti-capitalism. They are anti everything that Amazon stands for, and there was a big falling out. And basically, the people, the money, money makers, the, the purse holders, got rid of the development team, and they haven't been at, at Zaltum, the company, for about a year. It's like the game came to life. Exactly. <laughs> the, the irony does not fucking you know. I haven't I even played it. I don't <laughs> think. I, game. I don't think any. I don't think they. I don't think. The irony is lost on the developers that actually the capitalism 
of which they warn within the game is the one thing that ended up probably putting the sequel um, in jeopardy. So yeah, the, the sequel is coming. It's coming without the, the original team. It, it might be another lefty game. It might be, you know, very strong morally, but it, it will have been made uh, with Amazon money, which is, you know, the, the, the developers of this game, this whole team, they are very culturally strong and they are very, um, they are very driven by their beliefs. Like like Greg was saying around the, the person who makes the merchandise for this company, it's one person in Estonia. And, you know, they, they could absolutely outsource it to a big, you know, insert coin t-shirt thing, but they don't. They let one person make it because that, that profit is then theirs. So... <laughs> I'm going to download it for free on Prime Gaming just to piss off these lefty bastards. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what's happened. Um it's a shame because mm. I think the 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 tone of the game and you could tell by it was made by people who have strong beliefs in that way and you know yeah. it, it's rare that you get left-leaning games, you know, so many games are right right-wing. Um, and yeah, it's it's a shame that this probably won't be as strong as, as the sequel won't be as strong as the original. But that's where we're at. Well, there you go. Um, we'll keep an eye on this story because um, I know Discord Easy was a favourite for a lot of people at Finger Guns and um, and our audience. So um, so yeah, we shall see what happens. A little bit of breaking news. Um, I'm on Twitter right now, reading from at Wario sixty four. Cat, I'm going to need you to unmute on this one. Okay. I need your immediate reaction. Okay. okay. Horizon Zero Dawn remake in development. <gasps> A remake in development. Mm. Okay. Okay. Why? To, with improved lighting, textures, animation, models, and accessibility options. Yeah. 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 No, I'll be playing it again. I will. I just will. Will you pay Sony seventy is. pounds to play Horizon Zero Dawn again? What? I'm going to punch Sony right in his fucking Sony Tony face if it charges me sixty nine ninety nine to play Horizon Part One. Gonna... You know it. You you know they will. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I think it fuck off. The PlayStation that there there is no time lost on Zero Dawn. You can jump straight back into that game, and you could think it was released last year. Like. Mm. It's, I think it's fabulous. That's very cool. Um, when you said Wario 64, that I, <laughs> I thought you meant the fucking Nintendo character. I was yeah. like, why would I need a reaction to the Nintendo character? <laughs> well, if you don't know, Wario 64 is a, um, a very prominent news leaker on Twitter. I see, um, I see, I see. Um, definitely worth a follow if you want to keep up like, with the I very see. various things. And um, seems pretty legit. Nice. Other other horizon news the the man who plays silas accidentally i don't know if you've heard of this either uh yesterday he deleted a tweet that he released where he was mo-capped and he said that he was working on horizon forbidden west um almost kind of confirming that he is currently in development of uh a dlc or expansion and he had wow, to quickly job, delete dude. it and it got caught it got caught so you can see that photo online um Lance and... Riddick. Hmm? Lance Riddick. 
Yes, yes, you can. Yeah, so if you Google it, there'd probably be somewhere, uh, but he's deleted it now. Um, but yeah, he 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 showed his face all in its glory, all at mocap, saying how excited he was to work on the Rise of Forbidden West yesterday, which kind of seemingly has confirmed a DLC, which is also very exciting, which also will probably set up, um, I'm not going to say too much, set up the third the third game there was going to be a trilogy that was just you know mm. why wouldn't there fucking be because it's amazing um but uh, i can imagine it will probably play a lot like the frozen wilds where like it won't matter if you play it it won't take away from the story it will just only add smaller details to it frozen wilds yeah. is very good um so that's also exciting um yeah no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay i'm not gonna pay 70 quid to play another horizon game but i i'll uh, i jump yeah, in we'll if it was like 20 yeah, it's not going to be twenty pounds. Yeah, because Sony a bunch of Robin Nobbets. <laughs> um, apparently, a multiplayer Horizon game is also in development. Oh, yeah, which no, I heard about that a long which time. Which may ago. feature co-op. Nice. Do you know how complicated the board game is? I have no. Oh idea. my holy shit! The board game is humongously complicated to the point where I don't think I ever want to play it again. Like, like it's so big, it's so vast. It took hours for us to learn, and like we could probably get the hang of it right now if we like if we put it all out, we'd probably be able to get our heads around it. But it'd probably be a very slow. You know, one of those board games where like everything is so slow because you have to keep checking every single thing to make sure you did it right. Mm. It's like that, but it is it is good. It's just oh my god, the complexity of it is is vast. It's one thing that I think you would need to play quite frequently to remember what yeah. the fuck you're doing. Um, and that's co-op, or can be co-op if you want it to be, or you can, like, solo Aloy it. Okay. Well, this is strange. I mean, there's already a 60 frames upgrade for Zero Dawn on the PS5. Well, yeah. So, I mean... And also, The Last of Us had been released, like, 10 times. So, I mean, I'm not surprised if they are going to remake it. It would be silly, you know, with the success of part one, The Last of Us, they probably are now having talks of, like, we could do the same thing with Horizon. Um, and Bloodborne, maybe. Yeah, they, yeah, perhaps. and Bloodborne. Um, so, yeah, Sony, uh, cool. Just remaking everything. Awesome. <laughs> and also as well, like, I guess, like, The Last of Us had, like, a massive overhaul, like, a massive overhaul in regards to, like, the, the way it, like, yeah. the way you fight and the way that you do the, You won't be able to do that because you fight pretty similarly. Like, it is the same game. If that There's makes two sense. gens behind, though. I mean, this is only... One gen. Horizon Zero Dawn still holds up very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But apparently not. Apparently, apparently not. I that's disgusting. We want to put our <laughs> remake on it and charge people £70 for Aloy again. Oh, at least the whistle will be back. That would have been really helpful too. Yeah, I agree. I missed the whistle. I did. Anyway, anywho, uh, anywho, where were we? Yes. Um, so yeah, we are getting now to the business end of the year, um, with only three months to go until 2023, which is kind of crazy. Um, so I thought I'd ask the guys very quickly what they're looking forward to um, before the year's end. What games they are super hyped for until that momentous occasion we're all in 2023 and we're drowning in video games because every single game has been delayed until next year um i shall start with miles thompson hello again hello, uh for a while i was really convinced that there was nothing else going out this year that i was particularly bothered about and then when you put on the site i was like actually i'm chatting shit there's loads of games i'm excited for 
Um, after playing the beta, uh, I think me and Sean were quite in unison in terms of our opinion of Modern Warfare 2 looks fucking sick, and I really can't wait to play the full game. Um, so super hyped for that one. Uh, God of War is an obvious one. Callisto Protocol is probably my most anticipated for the rest of the year. I am so hyped to play this game. I just want Dead Space vibes, and every trailer they put out gets me more and more hyped to play this thing. So really excited for that one. Um, and then my other big one is Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion. I don't know what the full title of it is. I'm assuming it's that. Um, I absolutely adore the original. Um, it was on my top 10 games of all time. Um, so I just can't wait to play it again. Just remastered. I don't know why they changed the main character's uh, voice actor because the new one I don't like. But I just I really can't wait to play it. And then shout outs just to Playtale and Scorn, fleshy game. Because that's also a game that's coming out. And the previews made it look like it's pretty cool. Um, fleshy game fleshy game apparently it's really horrific to play as in just like uncomfortable like it's all body horror stuff and mangled flesh um so yeah those are my main call outs really uh i think callisto and like i said final fantasy 7 reunion is basically just a remake of a game i've already played uh but modern warfare 2 is uh one i wasn't expecting to be this excited for and scorns the other kind of sleeper game i'm looking forward to that's it and gotham knights it's not coming out this year, and I'm still not excited for it. <laughs> it's not coming out this year? I thought it was brought forward. Or was that Marvel's Midnight Suns? Uh, is it coming? I didn't think it was coming out this year. Either either way. No, it is. <laughs> 21st not... of October. Oh, cool. Well, Toby and yourself can enjoy that. I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss out, man. It's going to be hype. You know it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> I hope it's good so that you can enjoy it and tell me I'm wrong. But all right, all right. All I right. think you might be coming on the pod and telling me how uh, how disappointed you are that it's not better. All right, all right, all right. We'll all righty there. But yeah, that's all the way. Okay, nice one. Uh, Sean Davies. Ooh, here we go. Wrong question. Kick here, back, here. friends. <laughs> Take a break, guys. <laughs> um, so Lego Brick Tales, obviously, it's a Lego game. Um, PC Building Simulator 2 I had a deceptively good time in the original and the second is coming to Epic Games Store on October 12th Darkest Tales which is a platformer where you play as a teddy bear stuck in a nightmarish world where fairy tales have turned bad looks very cool yes yes (laughs) that's on the indie list if you want to go and have a look this year it's like the bottom one but it's very cool Uh, The Last Ori Crew from Play On looks very cool like a co-op RPG it's like you know the Euro Jank RPGs. It's one of them. Uh, Cultic, which is a retro FPS style game, looks very very cool. The Case of the Golden Idol, a point and click adventure that like, apparently revolutionizes the way that you can detect things in games by swapping out words and things like that. Uh, Sunday Gold, which I hear is very good. I don't know. I read a review or something. It it's pretty it's, good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Scorn, so bless your game. I, I watched a clip of that yesterday. I really wasn't interested until I saw that some of the buttons you pull like a lever, and this like piston comes down and like squishes a little being, which then starts to like work for you. I was like, oh, that's fun. That's Isn't fun. there also one that scoops them as well? Instead of like crushing them, it scoops them instead. What? Well, it's 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 <laughs> absolutely grim, but so good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, there's a game called Flateye, which comes out on uh, PC on October 17th, which is like a playable version of Black Mirror. 
you can it's like a resource game where you manage a fuel and a tech store and while you're doing that you're attracting customers and then those customers tell stories about how tech has fucked up their lives and it's great um ghostbusters spirits within um the last hero of nostalgia uh, which looks very cool uh warhammer 4000 shooters blood and teeth which there is a preview on the site about because it's very very cool norco uh, which is point and click adventure um, it's it's already out on PC. It's got like a lot of ten out of ten and nine out of ten scores, and I really want to figure out why. Hell is others, um, which is like Hotline Miami but multiplayer. So you, you fight against each other. Mm. Yes, and you can only see each other when you're in each other's vision cone. So you can like sneak up behind people and just fucking murk them, um, if they aren't mm. looking in your direction. It's very very cool. I do love murking people. Yeah, it's it's a great pastime. Yes. Um, that Gotham Knights game I've heard so much about. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands, obviously. Uh, I shall stop in October. <laughs> <laughs> Signalis, um, which is like an old school um, hot, uh, retro horror, uh, but sci fi, but like retro sci fi. Saturnalia, I read a preview about that somewhere, maybe on fingerguns.net, about it being pretty damn good. Oh, yeah! I'm going to add Saturnalia to mine. Sorry, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sharon's Staircase. Sharon's Staircase, sorry. Um, it's like a first-person investigation horror set in an old mansion. Modern Warfare 2, because it looks really fucking good. And The Unliving comes out at the end of October, um, which is like a, a top-down RPG where you can raise your enemies to become your minions. I thought it was called The Unloving. <laughs> Fucking tweet. Don't, <laughs> don't tweet with no sleep, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll stop there, because then I could go on through, through November and December, but you know, I've already taken up so much time. All right, I'll ask you then. I'll ask you later. Thanks. Cats, <laughs> um, um, what are you most hyped for before... Before 2023, um, I'm gonna be very, very boring and say, um, not that much because everything's been delayed. Mm. <laughs> Even my like most anticipated indie game has been delayed. It got like li- literally a little announcement like four days ago, being like, "Sorry guys, we're not gonna do this no more. We're gonna do that in 2023." And I'm like, "No, gonna release <laughs> it now." And that was Oxen Free too, because whoever has not played Oxen Free, it's a fucking crime. Absolute crime. Great game. Anywho, I guess for this year, uh, Plague Tale. Plague Tale's up there. Oh, obviously Ragnarok. Obviously Ragnarok. Um, I probably might jump into uh, Gotham Knights. Um, I couldn't work out or remember if Frontiers was this year. It is this year, November. Yeah, Frontiers. Yeah, yeah. Going to jump into that, potentially, depending on what you think of it, Ross. <laughs> I'm going to see what you think of it first, and then I'll decide if I want to pay the 60 quid. Um and yeah, that's about it for me. <laughs> because everything else is delayed, but I like to play. Oh, maybe I'd jump into Pokemon. Maybe. I mean, I haven't played a lot of the other Pokemon that I wanted, but apparently this one is much more in depth. So. Oh, yeah, Nintendo games. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I remember those. Silly Nintendo games. Silly, silly. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, there was as well, but I think also 2023. I just want to check the Garden Path. I feel like it might be 2023 now. It was supposed to release in 2021, but let me go. Um, 
<laughs> I swear that's been on your request list since you started thinking. Oh, uh, probably. Uh, probably. And also, where the fuck is Little um, Devil Inside? Where the fuck is Little Devil Inside? Where the fuck is that? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on. Um, so if that's coming out before December, I'd like to see that. <laughs> That's quite anticipated, but I don't know if that's anticipated for this year or next year. Um, because it was supposed to be not even this July, last July. So, you know. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. And breathe. You're okay. Okay. It's okay. All right. Okay. I'm done. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, we are in a happy place. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right, nice. Um, yes, I guess I'm following a similar trajectory, really. Um I really want to be excited for Hogwarts, but that's been delayed. Um, so yep. Crisis, Crisis Core, I'm excited for. Never played the original, so yeah, I've seen the hype for this new experience. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, after what Sean and Greg said about it being, and in their own words, not terrible at EGX. I'm very excited for it now. Um, that's all I really need is a new I think Sonic also coming be. from Greg, that's, that's quite the compliment for Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I need it to be, to be honest. Really, really, that's all I need it to be. Um, yep, a Plato Requiem, very excited for that. Um, cannot wait, cannot wait. It's only what two weeks away now. Amethia, Amethia, fuck off. I hope he dies. Hugo, 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 Amethia, yes. Again, I hope there's a like, there's a bit where you can boot kick him. <laughs> I seriously just had flashbacks. I mean, help me, Amethia, fuck off. Fucking kid. <laughs> I cannot wait until I'm going to be able to hear you play that, aren't I, from the other side of Thornton? Yeah. They hear me smash my controller, probably. <laughs> Fuck off, you go. Uh, new Tales from the Borderlands. I am intrigued and excited for that. Um, yep. Can't wait to play that. Um, I'm not that. Just not really anything else. Football manager, I suppose I'll jump into because um, I jump into that every year and uh, lose my mind a little bit. Um, and so, yeah. I'm sure there's more, but the entropy center. The entropy, yes. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. The entropy center. That's a great shout. Thank you very much indeed. Did you see the last trailer for that? The most recent one, the release date trailer. I did. It's it looks very cool. It looks fucking sick, man. I can't wait to play this game. It looks like a, a nice mixture of like uh, Portal and um, the something project. What was that puzzle game set in a hotel? Uh, um, Spectrum Retreat. The Spectrum Retreat, that's it, yep. It gives me those vibes with like a portal thing with like a AAA budget. <laughs> it looks just absolutely insane. So yeah, very, very hyped for that. Uh, I can't wait to play it. So yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a bit of a... Compared to other years, um, we haven't got any sort of like massive franchises um, this year, except for COD, of course, and FIFA, but I'm talking like you know, Far Cry or Assassin's Creed, etc., things like that. Um, no sign of them this year, so yeah, we can get into our indies, we can get into a plague tale and new tales in the borderlands. Um, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed, um, yeah, sound looks good. Um, I'll probably rush out to buy it, but if someone's got it, then hopefully we can jump on and have some good multiplayer times with that. So, so uh, yeah, good times. Can we talk about how broken FIFA is this year? I don't think it's that bad. Okay, I haven't run into anything too crazy. What, what have you? What, what what have you seen? So I, I, maybe it's maybe it's the mode I'm playing. I, I, I usually just play through like a, a seat, you know, the career mode. Yeah, whatever it's whatever it's called. Career mode. Um, yeah. So so there's like I jumped into 
it and there's a trophy for playing as a real manager with their real team for a full season. So I doubted in as Liverpool because I was going to be Manchester, Man United or Man City because I hate them both. Um, you treacherous bastard. I'll be honest with you though, right? I really wanted it to be Stoke, but you can't have any championship teams. You can only have the top league in every country. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, a couple of years ago, I could have boasted of being playing as Tony Pulis in Stoke, but <laughs> not anymore. The legend um, Tony Pulis. Rory, Rory! I used to love sitting. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really broke. Like, it's it's really broken as a game like that. The whole mode is just is is full of really bad bugs. Huh. Um, so, like, you get these press conferences before and after every game. And, um, like, I, I've not lost a game yet, um, which is weird because I've got a play on world class and I'm just smashing everyone like 6-0. And it's... <laughs> Thinking like you've had a really bad start to the season. How are you going to turn this around? I'm like, I've whooped every single person. And I'm like, I'll get I get players coming to me and going, boss, I'd really like to start. And then you check and you haven't taken them out of the team sheets since you started the season. Now, what what's going on? <laughs> and 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 then it's it's really weird. Like the, the career mode is just just not working right. I've had the classic um career mode thing, the FIFA that EA have never ever fixed, which is I'm playing as a player. I'm playing for um, Bristol City. Um, and I've like, basically scored a hat-trick in every game so far. Um, but I'm not good enough yet to be starting say, 11. I was going to say, have you been shipped out on loan? Yeah. No, I'm on. I'm just, just on the bench. Oh, man. What is... Like, everything's like generated by the numbers, isn't it? Like, everything it is de- determined by... Regardless of how well you play in the game. Um, you know, I, I tried to sim a few games. And... I was like losing to Aston Villa 3-0. And then I thought, yeah, I'm just going to jump in the game at half-time and won the game 6-3. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I, think, I think no matter what, you always go down the same path. Like, just regardless of how well you're doing. I think the game might just, just seem at the start, you may not be playing all that well. Um, and then you'll get, get better. But yeah, it is, yeah. it is frustrating when you're like, I'm banging in a hat-trick every single game. Basically, I'm basically being Harland, but for fucking Bristol City. And yeah. Uh, yeah, nope, I'm not good enough to start yet. It's just it. uh, another another bug I found. So I, I'd used all of my substitutions, um, but Salah got injured, but he was still on the pitch. So I, I decided actually I needed to score a goal. So I moved in. I tried to move into the midfield, but you can't change the formation if you've got an injured player on the pitch. Oh. It says you've got you can't use any more substitutions. I'm like I'm not trying to use a substitution. I'm just trying to change his position. <laughs> it won't let you change it. So I've got like an injured strike on the field. <sighs> Come on, EA. Come on, EA. Um, yeah, well, you know, this is their last FIFA game, so maybe they just EA didn't. Sports. Maybe they just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. There we are. maybe. Who's who's yeah. taking over next time? No one's got the FIFA license yet. No one's no one's uh, claimed it mm. as of yet, as at the time of recording. Um, okay. I'm going to assume maybe 2K are going to take it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I look oh. forward to my 2K EA. Sorry, my 2K FIFA and it being just microtransaction after microtransaction. FIFA 2K24. Oh, God. Yeah, you know it's going to happen. 
or Naughty Dog. I mean, who knows? It could they could swing either way. <laughs> the journey just really deep. Oh my god! Imagine just going to remake FIFA 21 or something. <laughs> a really, really deep narrative-driven FIFA game. <laughs> we need you to take a dive in this next match. We need 15 corners. All right, that's what we need. 15, just 15. Any more on Rayless? We lose a lot of money in this game. Um, we should do like, that'd be great. Like an entire Italian league version of the journey where everyone's trying to fix games. Honestly, I'd be down for that. I'd be well up for a football narrative kind of driven story. Imagine, imagine FIFA just green lighting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is similar to what we do every day. Yeah, it's way more realistic. Okay, off you go. Uh, love it. I love the journey. We both love the journey. I thought the journey, the journey was awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that died way, way before its time, as things tend to do. Anyway, let's get to recommendations. This is where we've seen something throughout the week that we want to share with you, our dear listener, whether it be a video game, a comic book, a movie, a TV show, a cuddly toy, or a pair of tuners. Who knows what it's going to be this week? It could be anything. I'm going to start with Kat. What's your recommendation this week? I have two. I have two. It's two recommendations. First of all, if you are a massive fan of Paramore, they have just released their new single. And they are back. Boop, boop, boop. This- is why, why I never did yeah. yeah, yeah, great song. Go check it out on Spotify. They've also got a video accompanying it, so it's proper, proper single. And you know what that means? A tour. So she's orange again. And she's orange again. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the first one. So this is why on Spotify. Second one is a very niche recommendation for a very niche fan group. Um, and that fan group is for anyone who used to love the show Charmed. Um, I was <laughs> I loved Charmed so much. And I was I went to school with people who were like, Yeah, but Buffy's better. And I get that. Cool, good for you. It's okay to be wrong. No, I'm kidding. I know Buffy was, you know, Buffy was Buffy, and Buffy was the the the, the supernatural show of the 90s. Um, and that sucks for me because I love Charmed <laughs> but Charmed was you know magical in its own way anywho my recommendation for anyone who loves Charmed is that they've just recently started a podcast so um, Holly Marie Combs the woman who plays Piper Brian Krause who who plays Leo and Drew Fuller who plays Chris um, are all doing a re-watch podcast where they watch an episode bring on guest stars oh and God, do all like behind the scenes fuck off ross it's amazing when no, no, your no, favorite not, show I'm not, <laughs> does I'm not, a rewatch just, podcast <laughs> the rewatch podcast is just such a way for actors that can no longer work to suddenly work again for sure for because sure and do you know what i'm not mad there's at one it. for the office there's one for scrubs there's one for there's always something in philadelphia there's one for i knew there was one for the office i didn't know parks and rec scrubs. Yeah, Zach and Zach and Donald do one. No and way. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I I hate Zach Braff for the Fire of a Thousand Suns, so I don't listen to it. But um, hasn't I don't he think it's blocked really good. you on Twitter? He has, yeah. <laughs> oh my, that's funny. I've said it before, oh. and I've said it again. <laughs> Fuck you, Zach Braff. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it might be. Yeah, you know. But yeah, they they just need money, and they they you know they've got a Patreon on that. Like, but. Mm. You know, it's something to listen to when you do makeup or you're in the car, and I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, I listen to the Office one every week. It's really good. I think. <laughs> there you go then. So, yeah. yeah, the Office one is with the three girls, isn't it? It's yeah, it's um Pam and Angela. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's great. Yeah, good stuff. So yeah, that's that's my recommendations, Sean's. Tempted to start our own uh, Finger Guns podcast, re-listen podcast, where we just listen to old <laughs> episodes, and we go. That, oh. Yeah. 
bring out special guest stars. I'll tell you what, my recommendation, sorry to jump in, but I'm just going to do mine now. My recommendation, go back and listen to the first ever episode of the Vegan Girls podcast. It sounds like we're all underwater. It's really weird. Oh, really? Why? All of our tech has just improved a lot since those early days. Um, but yeah, it's really funny to listen to the pilot because... Are you like this? Then we do the Vegan Girls podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> our mics are terrible. And it's just, it's really, it's really funny to listen to because we were so proud of it at the time. And uh, well, yeah. Our pilot wasn't even the pilot that was it because we had a, an amazing episode of this podcast. Maybe the best we've ever done. But it was, it was shit canned because Paul had stopped fucking recording. Yeah. Remember that? I remember that. I remember that well. We, we like, this was like, you know, the, the best song in the world, only a tribute. Our pilot episode was the tribute to the best song in the world. <laughs> Is that that first episode was was banging? I think. Mm. Oh. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Anyway, uh, yeah. So you yeah, go and listen to the Charmed Rewatch pod- podcast. What's it called? Um, it's called the House of Halliwell. Oh, there you go. Sounds oh, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. And they're only yeah. like forty-five minutes to an hour as well. They're not like excruciatingly long. Some of them mm. are like half hour. So. Also, if you're amazing and you watch Taskmaster, like all amazing people do, um, they also do a Taskmaster rewatch podcast. So go and check that out as well. Hosted by Ed Gamble. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rewatch podcasts out there nowadays. Miles, your recommendation is it a rewatch podcast? Uh, no, it's not. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Well then, you, you're out of the game. Sorry. Okay, I'll just go back on mute. <laughs> um, mine's actually Metal Hell Singers or Hell Singer. I don't know why I said Hell Singers, um, because I picked it up when it came out on PlayStation, and I fucking love this game. It's just so so much fun to play. Uh, we obviously spoke about when we played the demo, and Greg's done a write up on the site, which was very very glowing towards it. I just want to reiterate how damn fun this game is. The music is absolutely banging, and when you get into like the rhythm of playing it, it's just I've not really played anything quite like how good it feels to play. Um, it's like playing Doom with its soundtrack, but you just fire all of your guns in beat with the tune as well. And I think the selection of music really does a big part of it because I'm not particularly musically like attuned. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to hit anything on the beat. But the music's so well placed that I was able to hit the beat without actually having to look at the arrows in the middle by the end. Um, and I just was jamming the whole way through. It's only like four hours long, maybe. Um but I just wanted to shout it out. Like, you just need to play this game. It's only like 30 quid or something. And it's just a hell of a lot of fun. If you like Doom, it's just Doom, but on steroids with me- more music. It's great. Yeah. Also on Game Pass. So it yes. Out. Play it on Game Pass if you need to. Just play it. Yeah, absolutely. Seconded. Uh, Sean Davies, your recommendation? Is it? Two very quick recommendations. The first is Breakfast Sourdough Pizza which is basically a breakfast on top of a pizza base. It is fucking delightful. Oh, my God. I'm here for that. Stop that. Tell me more. That's naughty. Tell me more. Talk dirty to me. Tell me more. <laughs> I, I, had, I had one about two and a half hours ago, and I'm, I'm still kind of processing it, but it's basically a bean base with scrambled egg, bacon, sausage, tomatoes, and some tomato ketchup on top. Yes. Fuck, yes. Then covered in like. cheese and cooked. Yes. And um, let me just tell you, um, I'm sure I'm sending myself to an early grave. No, I know that I'm sending myself to an early grave, but it was well worth it. So if you'd like to take a couple of years off your life, order yourself a breakfast pizza now. Um, Second recommendation is a band called Steel Beans. So they've been doing like 
big numbers on TikTok recently. The, the, the video you may have seen doing the rounds on Twitter and TikTok and whatnot is a guy that looks like um, a fat Elvis playing guitar, drums and singing at the same time. This band is called Steel Beans. And I downloaded, I bought and downloaded their new album, their new EP called Maestro Dosing uh, yesterday. And I've had it on repeat since. And it's fucking great. It's like Eagles of Death Metal, but cooler. So good, good to listen. Done. All right. Will do. I'm on Thanks. it right now, actually. But yeah, right now. Um, cracking. Anyway, let's get into Out This Week. And Out This Week, October the 4th. Overwatch 2 is available on absolutely everything. You wouldn't know because no one's fucking promoting it, and it's not even on adverts. I haven't even seen a single billboard for this thing or a single fucking advert on a website. But Overwatch 2, the sequel to one of the biggest games in years, is out on Tuesday. How is that coming out in two days? And I haven't even heard. Absolutely no idea. Fuck! (laughs) Uh, It's free to play on everything, um, so hey, jump in. Why not? Um, I'm assuming Activision Blizzard are keeping this one very, very quiet for some reason. I don't know why, but there we are. It's because they've like monetized it to fucking buggery. Ah, I see. So it's free to play. All it will cost is all of your life savings. <laughs> and your soul. It's got Diablo and Mortal vibes. All of a sudden. <laughs> nice. Um, also, October the 4th, Dakar Desert Rally is coming to uh, PC, PS5. And Xbox looks pretty sweet. Um, Dread is coming out on PC, which looks like a creepy horror kind of thing. Um, My Last Night Here is also coming to PC on October 5th. Um, October 6th sees Wizorb come to Nintendo Switch. And October 5th also sees Death First, Let It Die, come to PC. Um, October 6th, Nier Automata is coming to Nintendo Switch. Apparently a very good port. Um, from what I was reading earlier, so do check that out if you haven't yet to play Near Automata and have a Switch. And October 7th sees No Man's Sky land on Nintendo Switch also. At last, they say. At last. Um, and uh, that's about it. Splatter, Zombie Apocalypse Now is coming out October 7th also to Nintendo Switch. Um, are we playing that? I can't remember. Did someone take that? Yes. Splendid. We'll see more of that on Fingers.net very, very soon then. And um, yeah, that's your lot. Um, the week after, Lego Brick Tales is out, along with uh, No More Heroes 3 coming to PC. Um, yeah, we're winding down, but a play to Requiem is very, very close, just around the corner. So yeah, that's all very exciting. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Miles, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon? For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Until next time, it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, well. It is goodbye from Kat. Bye-bye. It is goodbye from the FFG, Sean Davies. Bye. Well. <laughs> Toodles, sorry. There it is. Such enthusiasm. Bit of enthusiasm, that's all we need. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.